Welcome to Conversations With. I am your host, Jamie. Thank you so much for listening today. Wherever you're listening, make sure to press that follow button so you never miss a future episode. Make sure to subscribe to watch all episodes of Conversations With. You can always follow the podcast on Instagram at conversationswith.jamie for updates, behind-the-scenes pictures and exclusive clips. Welcome to the very first episode of The Greatest Movie Ever, where each week we discuss each decade and which film is the greatest movie of that decade. The first episode today, we are discussing films of the decade between 2010 to 2019. I am joined with Aaron, Jared, Kieran and Niall, where we discuss our top 10 list of that decade. Depending on where a film ranks on that list, it gets a point. First place gets 10 points, second place gets 9 points, and so forth. The top five highest scoring movies will then move on to the playoffs where we discuss which one of those five is the movie of the decade. We will do this through each episode, through each decade until we have a winner for each and they'll all go through to the final where they will fight for the right to be the greatest movie ever. So let's get into it. Let's find out which movie is the film of the decade for 2010 to 2019. So we're talking about our top 10 films from 2010 to 2019. Aaron, what is your film number 10? Right, okay. So I've recently done this list um, at the end of last year and only a couple of the the ones that I did in that list have changed and these are the ones that have changed. I feel like because it's number 10, I've got, I feel like I should have given like, I should give like honourable mentions for like the ones that almost got it. Okay. So, Fallout, um, Fury Road, Mad Max, and um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They were the ones that like almost made it, but the number 10 I'm going to go for is Little Women. I knew it was going to be Little um, Women. Ooh. Yeah, okay. so um, I'm not like I, I went into it like knowing nothing. I've never read the book. Um, I've never I've not seen the Winona Ryder film or the original, and um, it just didn't seem like it. Obviously, something that was my cup of tea. But I love Greta Gerwig, and just because it was her, I knew I had to see it. And when I did see it, like the style of that film is just like amazing, and there's the acting in it is just like it's just something else it's like watching a daniel day lewis film or something it's i'm not really huge yeah even emma watson is good even emma watson is good in this film um but um no i'm not like a huge fan of like timothy chalamet but in this film like he's amazing saoirse ronan as well and um just the whole like the whole plot to it like it's just an amazing film like it, it just blew me away i think it was probably like last year was I've spoke to Jamie about this often. Like last year was such a special film, a uh, special year for films, and I feel like that just it's got to top the list for me. That um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was really close, but yeah, I'm gonna go for Little Women. And it was released on Boxing Day, so it counts. So we're alright. <laughs> Four days. Yeah, that, that was one of them films that just surprised you, like when I watched it. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. So from the end of the decade to the beginning of the decade, it is oh, my number no. ten. From the greatest year of film ever, 2010. Oh, wait, I think I know which one you're going to pick. It's Inception. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <knew it. laughs> yeah. I mean, it's oh. Inception. It has to be in there we at all some know point. Who's gonna, we all know I who's going like to win I'm this dreaming. <laughs> 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 Like, literally, Inception. Like, 
it's Nolan. Like, obviously, we can't have Dark Knight in there because it was 2008. So, Inception has to go in there because I haven't seen Interstellar yet, so I can't say anything about Interstellar. But for what? All right. Criminal. It's not as good. Stop but this it's right now good. and just watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Watch along instead. Yeah. <laughs> well, just watch the. Yeah, just watch that during the podcast. I've got the um, limited edition inception box where you get the dreidel yeah, and stuff but, as well yes yes i've got that one up there as well <laughs> <laughs> so yeah inception has to be on the list and it's number to inception as well amazing do you not have it on your list what inception are you just saying shout out to it I, no i'm just a shout out i feel like um, a lot of nolan films could get on the list but i've only kept like trying like just keep one, the one on there. One. Yeah. Like I said, it's going for different genres and stuff that you don't want to have. I'm a massive horror fan. I'm not going to put like a whole 10 list of horror films. On yeah. There. So that is one point for Inception. We move on to Jared. All right. So uh, do you want me to just say the wild cards now or are we doing it there? Number 10. Because uh, <laughs> wild cards you... could be said by somebody else later. I mean, you could give a special okay. mention. Yeah, if it's like, like yeah, it's, if you have oh, special yeah, mention. Oh, yeah, right. Special mention it. without um, wild card. Uh, Gone Girl. That's just yeah. a great film. Uh, and then I think quite underrated. Like, you wouldn't think of it, but um, 127 hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still like, got that on Blue Air. I haven't watched it yet. Never I just know he just chopped his arm off. Jamie. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> that Jamie's never seen. <laughs> at least I have it. That's the list. <laughs> right, but um, at number 10, I've put the, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, fuck you. A little bit yeah. of rest. <laughs> just watching a painting like Wes Anderson. I always like his films, but I always feel they're a bit. The story lacks for the substance. Like, but what you get, what you see visually is great, but. I always feel like the film just kind of just the story just doesn't hold up. But I think with Grand Budapest Hotel, it's the best story he's done. And uh, yeah, I just number ten. I'll go with. I agree. Like it is probably one of his mm. best films. I really enjoyed Royal Tenenbaums as well, though. But it's not like this decade. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just an ensemble of a cast, isn't it? It's so good. Mm. Mm. I probably preferred Royal Tenenbaums. Not gonna lie, but I did. The Grand Budapest Hotel is okay. I'm just not a big Wes Anderson fan of the color. What's your favorite line, like Aaron, from the film? Oh, uh, you love him. Oh, no. uh, what did he say? Uh, you look. Uh, what did he say, Ralph Fiennes? In it, it's like, basically, oh, you, look you look dashing or you look. <laughs> yeah, amazing. You're yeah. splendid, darling. Yeah, he's like. Uh... <laughs> and then we move on to uh, the person nobody cares about, Kieran. Yeah, no one cares about. Espec- espec- oh, you're gonna fucking shit yourself. Uh, <laughs> get ready. So, for my honourable mentions. Um, there's got to be four. One was really close to coming in, but it just got edged out. We got Her. Uh, Ooh, in- oh, Her is so good. Yeah. Such a good her film. Uh, Inside Out, because like, my favourite animation, How okay. to Train Your Dragon. Uh, I was going to put John Wick in the top ten, just because purely the world building and action, it was so fucking... Number one is very good, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. But... I'll have to say number 10 has to be Mad Max Fury Road for me because oh, it's just a beautiful like collage of chaos chaos, and I love that and stuff like that and just the way the kind of action paced itself out and the fact that it wasn't like one thing I hate in films is when 
there's a female and a male that are in a bond they have to be in a relationship they can't just respect each other or be friends and one thing i loved at the end of mad max especially is that they didn't just get in a relationship which i think it with any kind of writer or most writers especially in hollywood they would have made that thing but it's just more of a mutual respect for each other and you see that grow throughout the film and the whole like you know themes on birth and stuff like that yeah it's just a really amazing film and probably one of the best action films not only of the decade but probably of of all time in terms of its color and how it represents the action and the chaos it's just really cool so i'll argue a greatest action film later on thank you Oh, oh, <laughs> I know it's going to be because Tom Cruise <laughs> but we do have Niall has messaged me his list so he can't fight oh. his list but I will tell mm. you at number 10 he has Once Upon a Time in Hollywood oh great film yeah. what? I, I, like, it is a good film I, I'm surprised it just I, didn't... Was, it, I think it's one of I Quentin's did... worst films yeah, but I it's still like, good my unpopular opinion it. is my unpopular opinion on it is like I think it's like one of his best, but only because it's like it's different to his others. Um, but I can see why people don't like it. It's not like a, a traditional one. Yeah, it's probably one of the only like Tarantino films where I've actually liked the ending because oh. like Act Three mm. of every Tarantino films or most of them are always I always don't like actually them. Crazy. But with... <laughs> yeah, but Once Upon a Time is like. I like the way he kind of like did the whole end with like the whole thing in the house and Brad Pitt and stuff like that. Yeah, it was actually kind of cool. I liked it. So I do give it that. And that is the end of number 10s. I thought you meant the whole list then. Yeah, that's the end of Well done, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) We go to number nine and back to Aaron. Okay, right. I I almost feel a bit guilty for saying this one, but I've. (laughs) Um, I've got to, I've got to put it in there. Like when you think of like the seventies, for example, you think of like Django and something that defined the decade. It's got to be superhero films, and it's got to be Endgame. Endgame's got to be in with a shout, just because it. I think was it eighteen films prior. There's so many films going up leading to this. And it's such a hard feat to do that. Um, what the I only think, thing like, I agree with together. Endgame is of what it set up to, for Endgame. The film is very, very good, but it's only good because of, because of the whole 22, 23 yeah. films. Yeah. Not, not going to lie, it's weird how my number nine also goes into that whole thing of setting <laughs> up. Like, so it's weird how that's intertwined there. Yeah, I just, I just think... I mean, I watched The Dark Knight like the, the other day and uh, The Dark Knight's so much better, I think. But um, it's just, it kickstarts, like Marvel kickstarted that whole superhero thing. And it's just, that ending of it is just like putting every character, and he, even doing that was like each scene like has a different like, I mean, character. I mean, I will there. admit, obviously, I did cry during Endgame. Both times I saw it at the cinema. You probably got to put both of them together as one, but yeah, if you're gonna go for one, no, both, both, no, both times I watched Endgame, I cried. No, I'm not mm. talking about Infinity War. I'm talking about Endgame. Yeah. I went to see it twice in the cinema. I cried both times. Yeah, just for the Captain American, I didn't. But I just cry at anything. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's number nine. So that now goes on to me. Where am I? Another film for 2010, because again, it's the greatest year <laughs> of film ever. 
and going for Darren Aronsky, Black Swan. What a film. Ooh. Like, exactly. Oh, definitely over Mother. Have you not Mother seen was, Mother? Mother was far better than Black Swan, in my opinion. No. But I'm just pretentious. And that's just about killing babies. Exactly. What's not to watch? I watched that in the cinema, <laughs> and when I heard that bone snap, that was disgusting. Yeah, and you told me about that bone snapping. Like, I went to oh, you. It was so amazing. I was like, how do I describe this? I, I, I told you, I was like, well, basically, yeah, she gives birth, and they steal a baby, and then they try and, like... Like carry it over, then it then its neck snaps, and then all of a sudden they start eating, and you're like, "No, it's no, no it did, mate. No, it did." Like, <laughs> like, no well, chance of that. No chance of that. But there is a perfect example of when you get three quarters into the film, you're like, "Why is this film rated 18?" And then the last like half an hour is like, yeah. "Oh, that's why." <laughs> but no, Black Swan. I mean, it's definitely Aronofsky's best film. I haven't what did he do? Requiem. I can't remember if he did yeah. or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah I haven't yeah. watched Requiem. But um, Black Swan, like Natalie Portman, Mila Kunis, just the whole. But I love like ballet and everything anyway. So I haven't watched it the whole yeah. way through. I've got to admit, you just watch certain scenes, can, haven't you? I can yeah, I've, I've seen like no. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he knows, no. he knows what scene you mean, and that's deep into the film, Jared. So. <laughs> no, it was the bit when she snaps her toenail. I just oh, that oh, bit is disgusting. Nah, yeah. Uh, no. I think that's one thing Darren is really good at. He's just like good at those moments that just happen in two seconds but leave the mark in your brain. Oh. Yeah. So we go to Jared and number nine. Number nine. I would say probably the director who's probably the best of this decade, I would say. He's just come from nowhere and he's kind of just had... I don't think he's had a bad film yet. Uh, number nine is Arrival. Ah, okay. Um, I don't have. Sorry, this? Sorry, have <laughs> this is I what I meant. I knew this was going to happen. Sorry, carry on. So, so is it, he directed Blade Runner, didn't he? Twenty four. Uh, yeah, that might yeah. feature later. <laughs> but mine just caught up. Then what was the film? What was the pick? Arrival. Arrival. Oh, Arrival. Yeah, yeah I, I went into it. I think. Did we and you no go expect- watch it? <clears throat> Yeah, I think we went to watch it. I had no expectations. I didn't know. Any, I didn't even watch the trailer or anything, which is so weird for me to go see a film like that. And I just loved it. I just loved the concept of they don't use time as a, a sorry, they speak through time. And like, it was just such mm. a, like, you, I think a lot, a lot of my favorite movies on this list are films that I just didn't really expect to think, oh, I'll just watch it. And then like, it's like, Boom! That's like great film. I think this is my problem with like Avengers and that. There's so much expectation that even though it's amazing, I kind of struggle to like. You like, you like to be surprised from me. Yeah, you can, no one is ever going to be happy with the ending of like an Avengers film or something. They could be like, yeah, it was good, but maybe if they'd done this or done that. But I don't know. I just really loved that Arrival, just out of nowhere. And then Kevin. Prison is I, prison is a shout as well. So. That's a really yes. good one as well. I was gonna say I don't have any Denis Villeneuve films on my list, but I would say that Denis Villeneuve is probably one of the best directors of the decade, or to come out of the decade at least by yes. far. His beautiful director. And uh, when June comes out as well, that's going to be Oscar. Yeah. immense. Is there HBO but, show that's going along with that? I think as well. Is there? Oh, yeah, I think wow. there's like a show as well going along with that. 
we're getting everything, Jesus. Um, but yeah, my number nine is kind of the same as with Aaron's. Like, it's like a combination of like a whole kind of thing that's been lasting. And with this trilogy, it did last for 20 years. It's uh, Before Midnight by Linklater. Because not gonna like, even though Before Midnight isn't my favorite of the trilogy, uh, but it is definitely probably like one of the best trilogies if not my favorite trilogy just below lord of the rings for me because not only it's not really just the gimmick of it being over 20 years but it's how not only the relationship is written but how it's captured through the actors and i love how it's not trying to prove anything or be anything it's just kind of guiding you through the relationship and it, that how it's destroyed and then how it's remade and it's not selling it to you it's kind of got like a blue valentine feel almost well, I think Which Link Layton does kind amazing. of more realistic kind of... He did Boyard as well, didn't he? Yeah. And it's all, like you said, Boyard was filmed over yeah. 13 years or whatever. And... Mm. Exactly. And he treats, like, he doesn't just take the gimmick and kind of, like, just leave it like that and hope people will just chew it up. He actually, like, uses the gimmick for such an artistic and um, authorial kind of use. And I really like that. And it's kind of... It's probably the reason why Link Later has helm such gravitas in the whole film industry because of the way he can do that and the way he worked with um forgot black forgot the actors um ethan hawk ethan hawk ethan, ethan hawk. hawk and the other girl that no and the girl the <laughs> 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 but it's also the best ending to a trilogy as well don't spoil it's that like i watched the, it i need to watch all three i've not seen that either oh the I've ending not. scene I've watched the first just, the ending scene is just perfectly describes what it sounds cringy, but it perfectly describes what our relationship should be in the end. Like, you know, there's a beautiful line in it. It's not going to spoil anything, but it's a beautiful line saying it's not perfect. It's not going to be all like romance, but at least it's real. And that's all you can kind of hope for. And I think that, I think that's something that perfectly describes the whole end of the year as well. So. <laughs> I, I've, I think I'll watch that tomorrow then. I think with yeah, Niall's list, I don't think it's going to affect anything because looking at his 10 films... Number nine is the Irishman. Ooh, oh, no. no <laughs> I, I wanted no. to be here to defend his choices because these. Nah, fucking. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah number, number 10 was good, wasn't it? What was number 10 he said? Once upon a time in Hollywood, but not yeah, for a like decade. No. The problem with Irishman is it's just good fellas, but worse. Yeah, it's, it's just for like De Niro taking walking as an old man whilst a young face. I don't I've see how it's any different. I've seen Goodfellas. I don't need another one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay. That is the end of number nine. Luckily, so far, it's quite impressive. This is obviously going to change. None of them have been duplicated so far. I've definitely changed. Number nine. We go to number eight. Aaron. Okay, so my number eight is um, a Ghibli film, and it's The Wind Rises. Ooh. And it's the last uh, Miyazaki film. Um, it looks like it's going to be his last ever film, although like the guy's come out of retirement about 15 times. But um, I recently, I'm, I'm only quite, I'm quite new to the Ghibli sort of films. And um, I started watching them with my girlfriend a couple of years ago and we collect uh, the Blu-rays and we've watched quite a lot of them. And Wind Rises isn't, isn't one of my favourites, but it's just so special like it's Miyazaki's like swan song it's 
everything in his all put into this final film and it's it's not as strange as like these other films like Ghibli's films are notoriously like a bit weird but this one's like not too weird it's like grounded and the theme in the film is like really is it's a bit weird as well but um yeah um I think it's just it's a perfect like ending to like an amazing career I've never watched a Ghibli film so Oh. What, Jamie? Really? I swear to God, every picture like I've seen this. I've seen Um, that goes on to me, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So no longer a 2010 film. It was close though. Finally, I, I love <laughs> 2011. This movie. I, I think it is actually 2011. <laughs> I love this film. Like. It's my favourite writer, Aaron Sorkin. Sorkin is amazing. Oh, I know which one it is. No. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> and, it, and it's Moneyball. Yeah. Moneyball good is one. great. Oh, it's so good. I, I, was, I did have that on my list, like, same, in the same. top 20, and then I just took it off. I was like, wow. I was going to put it in the spot. So. It, it, was, it was one of those, like, it was on TV, and I could just happily just sit and watch it, no matter how many times I've listened to it, because I don't like baseball. Like, I've gone to watch baseball live, but just watching that film... I was like captivated. Like it's it's Sorkin's weird. Sorkin can just make me watch it, and I yeah. love it. If he could talk, like Molly's game wasn't great, but you know it's Sorkin, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. But money did Roger even so. get um, an off, a nomination for that? No, Jonah yeah, Hill so did. He even got nominated. Did he? Jonah Hill did. Yeah. Don't no, but I won. think. But I think Jonah Hill like deserved that nomination at least just for one thing. I loved from that movie is when well, who's seen Moneyball? Yeah, we've all seen it. Yeah, um, like that moment when they're like trading players and he's on the phone to somebody, he's just like, <laughs> I, I love one, that moment. That's literally one why. of my favorite scenes. Like, he goes, I'm, I'm feeling good today. It's like, just just cut him, don't care. <laughs> Let's get rid of him. You want, you want this guy? Never heard of him. Oh, come on, you love him. You don't even know who he is, mate. <laughs> just get rid of him. <laughs> Such a good film. Yes, yeah, so that, that is my number eight. Jared. Jared. So uh, my number eight is the uh, master of long takes. No, it's not Sam Mendes. <laughs> Ooh. It's Alejandro Inorita. Oh. <gasps> and we're going with Birdman. I thought, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's, it's not my favourite film of his. I think Children of Men is better. Oh, but, without a doubt, yeah. But um, just such a good film. Such a great ensemble of actors all just working in tandem you know michael keaton like just i love the bit you know when he's just like um he's got his shirt off Annie, and he's just walking around his underwear and then he gets locked out and he has to like run around the stage and like (laughs) and it's just so good i just love how you kind of you get to see everyone's life in the stage but the way they do it is just like the way they're just walking through all the like like i've not i've never been in a play but I can feel the like the tension and like, oh, if this person's a dick, you're ruining my performance and all that stuff. And it's just, ah, like I said, that just, film just love that film. Put Emma Stone on like the map, then didn't it? Like the, after that, she was in basically. Everything. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like cause I is think she? Emma Stone. You say is she in Birdman? Yes. No, 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 no. I was <laughs> thinking like, was she in anything before that kind of put her on? Oh, she, she, she had super bad. She had amazing, amazing Spider Man in twenty twelve. An easy was never. No one saw her as a Hollywood like Oscar because uh, obviously yeah. she did Birdman and got. I think she got nominated, and then obviously she yeah, went on to do was just La La Land good. after that. 
Oh yeah, maybe someone else will talk about it. Who knows? Okay. Um so it's my, num- my number eight is um a Scorsese film as well. It's Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. Um and I just mm. love the whole common denominator. Um but it's like I just love not only the character of uh, John John Belfort and the way Leo depicts that, but the fact that they could show us somebody literally ruining their own life and make it so fun. Like I just think it's the ultimate example of voyeurism. And the thing is, with everything that he does, and he with the stuff that he does, they are despicable kind of things. Like obviously, with all, some of the things we don't enjoy, with we wouldn't enjoy doing them ourselves but the fact that we love watching him i just think it's like a beautiful social experiment kind of thing and the way it was written and the fact that a film can keep me that engaged for three hours long yeah and yeah and not having any action in it kind of thing it's just purely dialogue it's just such an impressive task i do have to Um, say with wolf of war sheet's got one of my favorite scenes of the decade as well the bit where he's on the lemons and he's just oh, basically yeah. Jack- <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. And he's just like, love- he's like, I don't know how the fuck I got home. <laughs> and then when she goes outside, like, this car's just crashed. <laughs> best monologues ever. Like one of like some of the best. Absolutely. Like, the, fucking I think bad. he should have got the Oscar for that yes, role. Without doubt. I mean, I see why he didn't because Michael Keaton. Uh, not Michael Keaton. Um, his name, Matthew um, McConaughey, McConaughey Dallas Buyers. I think it was just oh, a timing yeah. thing where he probably deserved the Oscar, I think but when, it was Leo's best performance. My favourite yeah, thing for definitely. that was, did you ever watch the Honest Trailers on YouTube? Yeah. Uh, yes, I did, yeah. And they were doing like the Oscars thing, like an Oscars thing, and they're just basically like, and the time when Matthew McConaughey came up to Leo DiCaprio and just rubbed it in his face, like he won the Oscar. To be fair, uh, they were both like brilliant in that film. Uh, Jared Leto was oh, really yeah. good in that film as well. I love I it. Don't really like that. Yeah, the fact that Matthew McConaughey was like in it for like all like five ten minutes, and he's probably one of the most iconic roles to come out of that film, More just awesome. speaks to how much of a good actor he is. So, Niles again, nobody's ever going to have, and he has put a special <laughs> message on this to say "fuck you." It's all good. It's not. <laughs> it's Florida Project. Florida Project. Oh, the ending good. is yeah, I like I love it. it. <laughs> I like Florida Project. Is it the on your list? Complete no, I don't bullshit, think so. <laughs> no, the thing is, I for, until like the last two minutes of that film, I was like, oh, mm. this is all like eight out of ten. But the last two minutes were not all legging it around Disneyland. I'm like, this is a six. <laughs> this yeah, is a six. Uh, five. It is weird, that. <laughs> but yeah, fuck you. I think it is a good film though says. to just show that people literally do in America live paycheck to paycheck and. Oh yeah, it's mental. I've got to admit, it's it has one of the dirty side of Disney, isn't it? Yeah, it was the uh, the brutalest of beatdowns. Like when literally, like she drags her friend into her bedroom, or is it like no, it's her own bedroom, and she's like beating her on the floor, and you can hear it and you can feel it. The sound mm. design on that was just incredible. So I do get. I've that. never I mean, watched I... it again, though. I've watched it once. No, I'll watch it again. No, I would watch it again. Snub at the Oscars, a snub on this list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going back round. Number seven. 
Are we going to get some duplicates? Here we go. Uh, <laughs> we're waiting. Before I said like, oh, I didn't want to pick like Inception or anything because I didn't want like two films by the same director. I've just realised that like I picked Little Women and now I'm going to pick Lady Bird. Um, Lady Bird, um, I love that film. It's so perfect. And I think uh, Greta, like the two, like Little Women and um, Labour are so perfect, and even a husband, husband's film, Noah's, what's his surname? Um, Noah Cumbersnatch, um, ain't got a clue. Yeah, it's so weird, but his film, <laughs> Marriage Story, is amazing as well. Like the whole, uh, and uh, Mayroid Story is an amazing film, and like they just put something together that's so perfect. But Lady Bird, I think he's the best out of all of them, and um, Cersei Ronan, and that film's great, and I feel like she should have got the best actress for that year. I can't believe it. It's going to be me. No, it's oh, not actually. You put it as a special mention, you'd actually say it was number 10. That's fine. It's Fincher and Gone oh. Girl. Oh. You, you put it as a special okay. mention, didn't you? You didn't put it on it, your list. Uh, it wasn't yeah, even yeah. on my list. It was just like a... Yeah, I, I was debating this. I, I was reading through my list recently and I was like, it was between that and something else. But then thinking about it, when I watched that film for the first time, I was like, yeah, this this is a really good film. Just, just the, Neil Patrick the Harris. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, I've, I think Fincher's amazing anyway, and Fincher had to go on that list. I love mm. how you go and talk about Neil Patrick Harris. It's like the first thing to speak about <laughs> about <Kong. laughs> yeah. I love Jared's list. Neil pa- no, like, literally, like, <laughs> Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. What's the other guy? Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Neil Patrick Harris. Obviously, I've watched How I Met Your Mother, and I've watched um, Howard and Kumar, he's in all of them, just basically, he's a common oh. character. And he's there as like the jealous stalker <laughs> ex boyfriend, and he plays that role perfectly. And I think he was the best uh, yeah. thing about so the film. I've got no Finch best on my list. The... He was the best thing about the film. Neil Patrick was amazing. It was good. I thought he was literally just going to be rubbish because yeah. he's like, like he said, yeah. he's like, like, a comedy and... actor. But, but he I was amazing. Was I mean, don't get me wrong, like, literally, I think Ben Affleck's the worst part of the film. But, like, Neil Patrick Harris and then Rosamund Pike. Yeah. Like, Fincher is it was a little bit long. Yeah. He can just like, make it a film shorter. good. No, I think not. One of the best parts of that uh, film is the lawyer. I forgot his name, though. Uh, Tyler Perry, yeah. I yeah. think Tyler Perry is probably the See? best yeah. person in that film. See, mm. and Aaron was making a joke about Tyler uh, a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> he was it's so weird. good. It's weird with that film because it's like there's so many books, like novels, that are just the same sort of story, but they've never like the films are just like yeah. It's like after the success right, of that, yeah. they did Girl on the Train, and and then that was just uh, oh, yeah, so forgettable. Yeah, but Gone Girl's just like just the diamond. It held up, yeah. So, Jared, are we going to have a duplicate? Yeah, here we go. Waiting for this duplicate. (laughs) It is Drive, number seven. (laughs) Ah, I fuck with that, yeah. One of the strongest soundtracks I've heard in a film. And it's weird because when I first watched it, because I I think Radio 1 did like a remixed version, so they had like loads of British songs. (laughs) (laughs) so i heard that the first time and i was like oh the soundtrack's really good and then i re-watched it and i was like the music's different 
And then I was like, oh, this is a much better version. But it doesn't matter because the film just holds up on its own. Just just great action film. I mean, you've got that vinyl, aren't you, Aaron? The soundtrack. Yeah, it's, it's mm. amazing. Yeah, yeah, the original is better, by yeah. Country Mile. The, the thing about the soundtrack for that film was um, he only bought Cliff Martinez, I'm sure... He only bought them in like last minute of post-production um, and the soundtrack was just added like literally like weeks or months there, just a couple of months before the film was yeah. like, finished. Like, I generally feel like if the soundtrack wasn't as good, then it, I just probably would have just forgotten about this film. Mm. Like, Which is a shame because it is, there's lots of things that are really good about it, but the, it just sound just amazing. Right, is Kieran mm. gonna do it? Is Kieran gonna get our first duplicate? No, no, because I've got a foreign film. Um, <laughs> if you say but... Roma now, knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, foreign it's film, a film that I'm, kind of, that I'm gonna think. Actually, first of all, I'm surprised no one's got Parasite yet. But also... Parasite's 2020, it came out in January. Ah, yeah, yeah, the other... actually. But... I would have put that in. Yeah. No one's probably gonna see this. No one's probably had seen this film. It's Utoya. It's not the Netflix one. It's the actual Norwegian film called Utoya. It's based on the. It's a remake of Utonia. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's based on the island of Utoya during the 2011 Norwegian terrorist attacks. And yeah, yeah, it's um, a gunman went to an island and it was like a summer camp full of kids. Oh, is this like the uh, Netflix film? No, no, it's the other. It's another Norwegian. You literally one. just went. This is the and... Netflix one. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't <laughs> the hear Netflix that. One is, the but it take because the whole thing was taken place, and he literally just went and went guns blazed in this whole summer camp full of kids and teens. It is a really depressing film, but because the whole event kind of took place in eighty six minutes, the whole film is in one complete unedited one shot in eighty six minutes. And following this one girl and try, traversing her way through the island, trying to escape. And at first, like, I thought it was going to be just a case of, like, the performing I think, where it's like just playing on the gimmick of being one shot. It's not going to be interesting. But the journeys she kind of goes through and going from like friend to friend and event to event, it's a really brutal kind of visceral experience. Like, I wouldn't even call it like a film like you can really escape the boundary of like subtitles even if you don't like foreign films if you watch it purely just for like the experience of it all it really is kind of breathtaking and it does horrify you some scenes of but does the it have way like the done. um the tension of like yeah yeah i'm gonna die here yeah and it doesn't show the killer or anything like well it shows him off in distance like this dark figure kind of thing yeah so it's it just the even, thought of them yeah. being on the island isn't yeah it? And you hear the gunshots in random. Like, that's the best thing is the sound design is because there's no soundtrack. It's just pure sound design. And there's random gunfire in the background and you can feel the kids kind of getting, not used to it, but at first they're like, okay, there's gunfire, shit yourself. But then there's like, when they hear gunfire, it's just like, ignore that. We need to get off this island. And there's worrying about family and everything. So it's really quite a disturbing kind of journey. And if any... Guaranteed nobody really has seen it. Not many people have seen it. But if you have time, just look at for Utoya, the Norwegian version. It was made in 2018 uh, by, oh, I can't remember what his name is, Alan Pope or something like that. Something, I don't know. But I would definitely recommend that film because one of the best one-shot films ever, because it is complete one-shot, unedited. 
it's really amazing. Add that to the list. That sounds. Were, uh, were one shots a thing before the decade? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, have I you seen? Oh, sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, I, just, I don't think I've seen like I, prior to like uh, before. Nineteen seventeen. I think that one of the first major, major ones, weren't it? For me, anyway, that I can remember. Birdman yeah. was like the first one, big one, I think, but I can't think of anything before that that was like a one shot. I know those scenes that was done like that, but. I think the first true one shot film was a film called The Russian Ark, which is, I can't remember what year it was made. It's quite old, it's in the 1900s, but it's like of a Russian ghost um, going through like an old manor house through time and stuff like that, and like saying, like, all oh, these have changed, that has changed, this is what you used to be. It's, it's a difficult not really thing a good to film, do, but... isn't it? Like, to, to oh, do it right. Yes, especially with the fact that you've got multiple people. Like, like people... your lighting, yeah. your light focus, yes. all that. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard to keep. The best yeah, one yeah. shot I'd, I'd put in there is not a film, uh, True Detective, in one of the episodes in the first season. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like it's episode six, and it's like, just like, it's about 20, 30 minutes long. It's amazing. It's, um... mm. Kieran and me watched Mr. Robot, and there's that one episode where it's all one shot. It's just such yeah, a, yeah. not seen Mr. Robot. So get it off. Like one yeah, shots oh. are becoming like so good, but yeah. Niall has gone for three billboards outside. That was on my list. My initial list, but I'm not. Which off. means we have finished another round without a duplicate. Well done. Yeah, N- Niall <laughs> has just got them types of films where you're like, <laughs> yeah, they're good, but I'm not putting them on my. Top I mean, to be ten. fair. There is a duplicate coming. All right. I can oh, yeah, it's it. going to come. Yeah. Um, wait, what number are we on now? Six. It's number six. And oh. it's Aaron. Is he going to do it? Yeah. Is he going to be the duplicate? Oh, no, the duplicate, yeah. <laughs> my number six was my number one for years and years growing up. Like, uh, I, it was just, it was the film that just, uh, I think, just made me, like, love films. And it is a disgrace. That Ryan Godwin didn't win an Oscar for this film, and it is Drive. Duplicate. more needs to be said. <laughs> it's just but you had it in there great... for so long at work at HMV, yeah. as your HMV recommends, just Drive. Oh yeah, it, it's so good. Like it's so good. <laughs> so Drive is our first. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't even need to speak about like it more. Cause <laughs> we, we all know it. <laughs> Okay, so that is me, and I'm going through a film that I don't think anybody has seen. I went to Manchester by myself. I dropped my daughter off at school, went to Blackpool North, got a train to Manchester, went to the Odeon, watched that film, amazing. Got off the train, uh, got back on the train, went to go pick my daughter up from school. That was my day in Manchester. It's It Follows. Oh, I've seen, yeah. Blake Lively film. Uh, no, it's Mike and Monroe. Blake Lively, are you thinking of the shark one? The shallows. The shallow. In the shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so it's not it's not the shallows then. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 this is it, star, no, this is it follows. <laughs> it follows is basically a sexually transmitted disease. So every time somebody has sex, this demon oh, follows them. And it's amazing. That's really interesting. Like Michael Monroe is amazing that film, and it was by Robert David Mitchell. I don't think he's done a lot of films. I think that was his first film. And like literally, all it is basically, you have to have sex with somebody to pass it on. 
and then this demon will start like chasing them and trying to kill them. If they kill them, though, it goes back to you. So you got to keep passing it on to obviously get rid of it. And basically, she just dates this guy and he sleeps with her to obviously pass it on, and then it starts following her. And it's just like literally just this naked woman just like following her, and it's just. Well, okay. I went to that film and I was like, wow. Like, I came out of that going, that was amazing. The, the one problem I have with that film is it seems to break its own rules sometimes. Because there's this, I, there was this one word that annoyed me in it where it was like, it was basically saying like, it was during the, like describing the whole thing and it yeah. was like, oh yeah, it will do whatever it can to get closer to you, like without making you notice or like being in disguise. It will disguise itself as your loved ones or whatever. Yeah. And there was this one moment where they're literally in the school and there's literally the old woman looking at her, a whole an old naked woman in a school just looking at her. And I'm like, that's not exactly disguise, is it? <laughs> it's like literally just an old woman walking down a high school corridor to this like that scene is great though. It's a good scene, but I was just laughing just because I just was like, it's not so in disguise. Airy, like the way it's just shot, it's just beautiful. So that's it follows Jared. We're at number six now. Oh, God, here we go. He had to make the oh, list no. at some point. Oh, it's no. Looper. It's <laughs> what? Oh, How love, can you I, like I it? Looper. I don't know what I, it is. Oh, Looper. Uh, I thought you said Looper at first. Well, that's a TV show, man. Loop, no, no. <laughs> Looper is better than Looper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't know why. This is the just, Bruce Willis, I, jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt film. Yes, it is, yes. Okay. I, I, love, I love the concept. I love, like... The Star Wars my favourite, and I just love like a film where they just the world feels developed and like it just feels like the future, but not too like too far in the future. So like, you you superpower is just that like oh yeah, just I can flip a coin on me and like that's I don't Have know. Predestination that will fuck you at all. <laughs> <laughs> predestination. Uh, no, I've not seen that. Jesus Christ! Well. Just read the plot. On Wikipedia, that's all. Yeah, you yeah, don't bother. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, there's just certain films that, like, just just because they're not a good film doesn't mean like they just hit you like like in time as well. That's an awful film. Yeah, but I just love the concept of time is money, and if yeah. it had been done right, it would get all like, that barcodes on their arms and stuff. Yeah, One yeah, of like, ten minutes of your life with your life. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Oh. It's a really good concept. I love, I love the concept. That's why I it's too bad. It's just the concept Tim, like... of you kill yourself. <laughs> what? what was the film you put You what? Sorry. What was the film Ryan Johnson did after Looper though? Oh, um, oh yeah, the film worst that film was of the underrated, decade. But deserved the shit it got. <laughs> but he so saved himself that, and now he's um, He should just be wiped out as an director and he's just he's kind of fucked his legacy now. <laughs> Knives Out is good though. Knives Out is very good. Loop is bad. I suspect foul play. <laughs> I suspect foul play. <laughs> Kieran, Princess Kiki. Um going to support the black community right now and say 12 years a slave and it's probably one of the only films that has made me genuinely interested in the book that i was inspired from like genuinely and i i love like the, the music and the way it like the character kind of went through this brutal journey and the 
the brutality and hopelessness you kind of see throughout this whole film, like him just accepting that it's his life, and followed by the ensemble cast. Like, I'll say this to say, Michael Fastbender is the best actor of the decade. Uh, and he probably proved that in 12 Years a Slave. Not in terms of his... Don't forget he had Apocalypse, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Okay, I'm not rating the films. I'm rating him as an actor. <laughs> yeah, he was great in Macbeth. <laughs> Macbeth is a terrible film, but he was good in it. <laughs> but 12 I mean, Years a Slave... It is a good film, but it's, it's hard to put it really high up like I, even I, top 100 films i it's one of those films where literally i watched it in the more i remember watching it like 4 a.m because i couldn't get to sleep watched it all then went to uni came back for uni and i watched it again i was that into it and i really liked it just the yeah i just loved the way it was directed and steve mcqueen just did an amazing job and he it's also makes the another best slavery film though What's the, what's the best it's slavery coming film? Up. It's coming up. <laughs> so um, Roots, Roots wasn't made this decade. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the next film is coming up next. Ish. Well, Aaron, you say I was going to say, like, it's obviously, it, it, it's just one film. It's, it's almost unbearable to watch, but it is a good film. It's unbearable to watch, but it's a good film. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I feel like that's what most people have, but I feel like. It sounds weird to me, but I've watched films like a Serbian film and Cannibal Holocaust. So, and with Twelve Years of Slave, I've kind of been like, "You're when literally desensitised to all of that. You're just laughing." Yeah, Is yeah. that what you're saying? Well, I'm not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's vis- It's a good. It's not a good watch. But I don't think anyone came out of that movie thinking they enjoyed it. And that's what I like about it. people don't really enjoy a movie like that unless you they think about it after they've watched it. Yeah, they think about it and. It lays on their mind, and you just you're you're glued. I, there's no way I can watch that film and like look at my phone or watch something mm-hmm. else. I pay attention to something else. I have to pay attention to that film, and it's the fact that it does that is amazing. Was it so. the best picture though? Yes, did it win it? Yeah, I think, so. I think it did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Of that year, if there was other films, then maybe not. But of that year, yeah. So with this one, I was thinking with Niles, it was already said, but it must have been another honourable mention. So he's gone for Interstellar. Uh, you Nobody said it. It was an honourable oh, so mention. You mentioned or it at may- one point. Yeah. I think maybe we were talking about Nolan. Oh, yeah. You you said you've never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think when I was mm. saying that Inception is Nolan's best film of the decade, Nyla's gone for Interstellar at five. It, it is a good film, but the ending just it confuses the whole point of the film. Yeah, I hate... I love Interstellar, but I hate all the like, you know, love is quantifiable kind of shit. And yeah, I'm, I wasn't on board for that concept and theme. I got, I got what he was trying to say, but I feel like the planets were more interesting than the black hole, if you know what I mean. So we are now in the top five of each. Surely there's going to be some more duplicates here. I am onto my second page of this. Films. Get speeding up, lads. <laughs> we are on. Number five, Aaron. Oh, my number five is I love sci-fi, and um, it's it's sort of becoming like rare to find like a good sci-fi uh, mm. this sort of time. And uh, this as well, it's a sequel as well. It's rare to find like a good sequel as well, which but Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, I knew this one was coming. Uh, yeah, it's just 
I think if all of you three have got this in your top five, this is going to score some high points, eh? <laughs> I, 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 it may be scoring high points. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, it's like the first film would probably be my favourite film of all time. Um, but um, yeah, the, the second one, like it's just like a perfect homage to the first film and as well, like um, it stands on its own legs as well. Like it, it, it's great. Yeah, another angle. Brilliant. I, I am going for a film that's already been said by Kieran. Oh, I think it's I Wolf of Wall Street. It's got to yeah. be. Uh, it it's is his best film. He should. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he, he should have won Best Picture for that film. It's ridiculous that he didn't. Leave yeah. The Cafe or Margot Robbie. It's great. You got Shane from Walking Dead in there. Sell me this pen. <laughs> 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 what a film. It's oh, definitely Scorsese's best. I don't know why Irishman's on Niall's list, but geez, yeah. it's definitely Scorsese's best. Scorsese's best? Yeah, of I this would decade. say Scorsese's Ooh. best film. Of this decade, Goodfellas is best. I think The Departed and Wolf of Wall Street are his two best Departed films. is very, very good as well. I think yeah. Departed's better, and so is Goodfellas, but then I'd probably put that, yeah. Goodfellas would be third for me. Okay, Jared. Okay, so number five, uh, we've already said it. I think oh, we have, man. and if not, well, we'll say it now. Uh, in- Inception. Inception, lad. Oh, I thought that was going to be okay. Well, okay. Yeah, Inception, just this is what I mean. You can just tell my list is just like, I love sci fi and like the concept of a dream inside of a dream inside. Nolan just gets it, Nolan just gets how to make films and. I still I think his know, best just... film besides the Dark Knight trilogy is Prestige. I, I actually put Prestige. Inception ahead of the Dark Knight. That's how much I love Inception. Oh yeah. Okay. Just what what needs to be said about Inception that hasn't been said? It's got moving buildings. It's great. Story <laughs> <laughs> from Doctor Strange. Even Ellen Page is good well. in that film. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, the first documentary of this top ten is probably the only film. documentary unless you've got like a top five of <laughs> <Yeah>. documentaries. <laughs> um, it's The Imposter, which is a documentary that I'm surprised not many people have seen. Is that the one? Sorry, I think I've isn't it like catfishing? No, it's about a guy. No, that um, he pretends to be somebody else after the war or something and lives with his family or something no. like that. Well, he lives, it's not after the war. <laughs> it's basically, um, it's about this kid called Nicholas Barkley who goes missing. And five years later, he turns up in Spain and returns back to his family. But then stuff gets uncovered and then it turns out it's not, it's like an imposter. And it's not really like that whole concept because you kind of know the ending like of the film from the very first like very first scene (laughs) (laughs) but like the way so the kid goes missing and he comes back but it's a different person yeah Yeah, it's not the kid yeah that's amazing that i'm I'm literally just using kieran's list here just like that's another watch (laughs) because he just has such a niche film it's it's the first time a person has come in to the US with another identity and actually got a passport and he went to school and everything like that, pretending to be this other person. And it was one of the first, I don't know if it was the first film, but it definitely pioneered 
the whole documentary with live action scenes. Everything that followed, it started that trend with documentaries and, and it did it so well in the way the camera was positioned for each interview, especially with the main culprit, uh, which was Frederick Bourdain, uh, who was the imposter. The way he was interviewed, like everyone else is interviewed at like a side angle, typical like, you know. Why angle. did he do it then, just to get into America? Well, you have to watch it to find out, Jared. But <laughs> that's not that's the whole thing. Like you think it's you know the story, but the way it's told and the pacing, it's, the crowd, it's, it's, it's like a case file. It's really caught. Cool. It's really chilling as well. You don't know why. You just get that feeling. But The Imposter should be a documentary that everyone watches, and it's not really. It's not on Netflix or anything, but yeah, the imposter I'll is definitely a place to watch. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give a big shout out to Nana now because he deserves it for his next film. I absolutely adore this film. Didn't make my top ten though. Aaron loves it just because of one boy. It's my Black Philip. It's mm. the witch. <laughs> Would thou like to live deliciously? A two four boy. <laughs> Oh, they'll get Aaron Star A24. No, no, no. That's, yeah, that's no, that's A24 is so good. You <laughs> got a two-hour run about, like, how at the start of the decade, I look forward to watching A24, A24 films so much. And now to the end of the decade, I'm just terrified of watching it. <laughs> the point where I won't even watch The Lighthouse because I feel like it's going to be like some of their other films. Oh, yeah, <laughs> That's only because, just to just give you a bit the of clarity, like he's, scared, so he's, scared, he's scared to watch Hereditary in Midsummer. that's why. Which well, like, the best one. I can't, that I was can't one of the films I, I was going to say, Midsummer oh. was like... Midsummer is amazing. Oh, I keep trying because... Crazy. His girlfriend loves Midsummer, and I'm like, just watch it, Aaron. Just watch it. No, <laughs> like, watch no. it, yeah. No one will make me watch that film, I swear to Did the witch put you off? I just hate stuff like no, that. No, you, you, haven't, you haven't watched The Witch, though, have you? You've, all you've heard me just talk about Woodstown like to live deliciously all the you time. Said that <laughs> but I'll give big shout out to Niall there. It's his best film on the mm. list. So, spoilers for shit. Besides one. Um, so, <laughs> we are going to number four. We're getting to, this, we're getting Ooh, to serious we're now. We're getting the big boys. Surely, duplicates are coming even more. You can't oh, name absolutely. a new film at this point. I think only one of them is a new film right now. Oh, you think oh, one of them what? is a new film? Jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Me. Yeah, one of them is... No, I've got... Have I got two? I've got three I've... that haven't been said so far. Wow. Yeah, I've got no, all three four. Oh, no, all said. four of mine haven't been said. So go on, Aaron. Wow. Um, number three is a great film with uh, Neil Patrick Harris and <laughs> 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 uh, no, the first, first time I watched that film, it just gave me chills, and like I love Fincher. Um, I think um, the decade for Fincher, though, like you've got to give Mindhunter a shout. The series, and yeah, really good. It's so good, but like, I'm fuming that like it looks like it's probably not going to happen again, is it? But, what? But, yeah, really? yeah, a lot of like deals and that. Oh, it's so good though. It's unlike any other TV show out right now. Mm, yeah, yeah. Netflix, two and done, isn't it? But yeah, Gone Girl and uh, Seven are like the, my favourite films where I'm more like, oh, so good. Brilliant film. The greatest actor. I feel bad for not putting it on the list now. I actually wanted to put it on the list, but I just I hadn't watched it in a while and I just didn't put it on. So we're now going for mine. It is the greatest action film 
of all time. You cannot argue this. Like, literally, it oh, is a perfect oh, film. Tom, oh, Tom. I went to watch this film. Tom. <laughs> I went to watch this film, and I was like, I was blown away. I watched it about four times in the cinema. Like, Which the action scene. Give it to me. Give it to me. Wow. The action films in this film is incredible. The helicopter scene is incredible. The rooftop scene where he breaks his ankle is incredible. Henry Cavill's amazing. Oh, it's that one. It is Mission Impossible Fallout is incredible. Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remind me of another Tom Cruise film, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Very, very good film. Very film as well. That was a good one as well. So, yeah. but anyway, Fallout, Fallout is amazing, though, to be fair. Um, mm. I think Rogue Nation was better. Yeah, but the no. both are really good. I didn't like... Well, yeah, I no, love... It is a great film. Ghost Protocol. Uh, I think I prefer Ghost Protocol to Fallout. But just by a... Like a little bit. But Fallout, the whole like Halo dive. Saren did. was really good. Because he does like, all the way... stunts. It's just... Yeah. And, and the way like... Oh, Lauren's back. Um, and the way that the camera like moved forward when Tom Cruise was going towards the end of the plane, and it like the aspect ratio changed, it was so epic. Oh, yeah, the the brilliance so of the film is you just you see all the stunts. That's why I actually can't wait it. for Maverick as well because he's obviously he's flying yeah. the actual planes as well, and he actually got all the actors to learn how to fly these planes and fly the planes properly. So I can't wait for Maverick. What's what's the best line of the uh, the film? What a fallout! Yeah. What's the best line from the film? I don't know. I really, I, yeah. I really love the bit where he's running, obviously through the office building, and he's all yeah, like, that's the one "Where are you going? About. Turn left." He's <laughs> like, "What are you about? Turn left." I'm on a fucking building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping like, out oh. of a window. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, sorry, <laughs> I had on two D." <laughs> <laughs> like Simon Pegg, his good. transformation from like Shaun of the Dead and everything to obviously what he is like now. Mm. I think that's Simon Pegg is the actor of the decade. Yeah, the... <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he met JJ yep. quite early on and then like they got offered the role and yeah, yeah. Great. Really, really good. So, Jared, number four. Number four, is it? Yes. Number four, we go with. Blade Runner 2049. The points are flying in. Yes, my G. Just such an amazing film. Like, I got, when I first watched Blade Runner, the original, I didn't like it. And it just grew on me, grew on me. And now I'd probably say it's my favourite film ever. And I went into it like, this is what I mean by what I'm saying, expectation with films kind of I end up going in disappointed. I get disappointed in the end, but Blade Runner just visually story. It's not perfect, but it's just such a good film. Mm. Okay. I, think, so, I think we all know it's a good film though. Oh yeah. Uh, is Aaron muted by the way? Cause he is it has at the, minute. the icon that Aaron's. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, uh, I'm just, Action at the moment, but yeah, Blade Runner, amazing. <laughs> um, and probably but my the... favorite Michael Fassbender film, Jesus Christ, um, a film that no one else is gonna have on. <laughs> it's Shame. Shame, who is this guy? Why do we invite him? 
Yeah, it's just going for niche films. <laughs> like, actually, is that I'm being tactical? If I, if I pick random films, no. then they're not going to win. <laughs> the same one with like the two women. There's a lot of women in shame. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, basically um, Michael Fassbender. Um, you, he he plays a character where he deals with a massive like sex addiction, and it's a really good film where it doesn't really tell a story. It's just more telling just the the struggles of this whole character, and he plays it so fantastically well. And what I love about it is that it doesn't shy away from explicitity. Like obviously, get an it got an NC seventeen rating in the US, which is like adults only here, and because it has like a lot of nudity and basically full on sex, but it was filmed in such a, a aesthetically pleasing way, and you really felt pain and like uncom discomfort and a sense of kind of like his heart's kind of breaking every time he does one of these things because at the start of it. They showed like a montage of like him fucking and shit like that. And like he there's two montages of him doing that. And but they have such a somber music with it. And though you can see the pain in his eyes when he does it, that he doesn't enjoy it. It's like a necessity, it's like a drug to him. Almost like an alcoholic drinking alcohol. Like he doesn't yeah. look like he enjoys drinking it. He needs to. And I don't think that's been really captured as harshly as it was captured in shame like the last time i probably saw it captured was in um oh what was it called paris texas i think what it's called um but yeah but shame is just absolutely outstanding character film is it um, and is it very much like requiem for a dream where it's just so like disgusting at the end it's yeah it's not like yeah, I would say it's pretty disgusting. It leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth because it's like, I won't spoil the whole thing, but it's like, obviously with every story of addiction, it's like rebuilding and trying to get out of it. But there's like the shot at the end where it's like, oh I no, is he going I almost see it? in my head that like, it's going to be like a rape scene or something where he doesn't, <laughs> he can't control it. For... Um, <laughs> There is actually no rape scenes in it, oh. uh, but I will say that. But it's like I said, it is pretty full on. Don't watch it with your parents. But it's not that kind of film. But <laughs> no, like, my mum would, would love films like that. Just like, it, <laughs> oh, she it definitely. Hey. <laughs> but it definitely doesn't show sex and nudity the in the general way that you would see it. It's like beautiful. Right? It's like really like like aesthetically pleasing the way he does it like with the whole lighting and cinematography, but it's not something that you look at and you feel like excited or like horny over or whatever. It's genuine hurt and discomfort. And yeah, it's just a brilliant film. Big shout out to Niall for getting this quality movie on the list. It's Get Out. Oh, Get Out. Get out well done to Niall. Well done. Which is ironic because he has gotten out, hasn't he? <laughs> so Aaron we are into the top three this is it the big three um, the big points now if any I new feel like a... <laughs> he's nervous he's stretching <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could like kill this pick I don't know I don't know if I've got the power to do it um, it's either one or the other I, I don't know whether to go for 
La La Land or Moonlight. Do it! Go for Moonlight! Go for Moonlight! 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 Is this you talking about three or two? They're number three and two? No, no, I feel like you can only have one of those in the list. You can't put them both La La Land by far, mate. La La Land. Go! 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 I, they're I'm, both good. Mate, you love La La Land. I, <laughs> oh, La La Land, do, yeah. Can you have them both as my number three pick? Like, just no. they're so, like, perfect together. No, because nah, I, yeah. can't, I can't vote for Moonlight. I mean, one won and one didn't. Which one? But the Oscars. But the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give it... Because Moonlight won the Oscar, I'll give it to La La Land. Yes. No, uh, this yeah, is conspiracy. So, <laughs> uh, it, should, it, it, can be it like, should have won Best Picture. I just don't yeah. know how you can like say that's like oh it's between them two for the top three, but now La- like Moonlight's not even on the list anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have them both on the list. Like one of uh, the wins. <laughs> I mean, Little Women's better. Like Moonlight's better than Little Women. No, it's not. Um, if we, if so... we do a list next of the worst films of the decade, Moonlight's oh, number one. Oh, where are we starting? You hate it. Oh, all because but of that La anyway, La Land. Yeah, La 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 like it is, I love Social Network. Jesse Eisenberg is amazing. Army Hammer or Hammer, however you pronounce his name. Like, I love, I love Social Network. I, like it's, 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 it's Facebook, and Jesse Eisenberg is a dick, and I love it. Yeah, I just can't stand Jesse Eisenberg. That's that's why. I just, it's just him. I just I don't like him in anything. <laughs> well, I, re- I really love Now You See Me as well, and that was a close in my top ten. It was on my shortlist. Mm. I love Now You See Me, and he's just great in that as well. Go on, Jared. Number three, still not being said. I'm very surprised. This one is a banger of a film. Uh, Django Unchained. Oh, number the three, really? Django. Yeah. Oh. Really, really loved Django. What it did. You think it's his best film, Tarantino's? Of the decade. I would say so. Yeah, I. Um, it's weird because I'm not in like guts and blood and all that, but it's almost like hysterical the bit where like he's just shooting like everyone and that. Like it's yeah. just such a. Like, you do feel like, when you know when he sees his wife, like, and she's just got all the metal, like, cage thing, and you just feel, like, the emotion, and, like, it's just, like, it's light-hearted, but also really serious at the same time. And, you know what? I don't care that uh, Tarantino dropped loads of M-bombs. <laughs> Kieran? This one? Uh, we've got a doppelganger. Because my number three is The Social Network. Yes! (laughs) It is amazing. It is his best film. Like, that is Fincher's best best film by far. I think that's going to be... Fincher's, uh, Sorkin's best film. Jesse Eisenberg's best film. Um, Andrew Garfield's best film. Everyone's best film. Rooney Mara's best film. Amazing Spider-Man Not going to lie, even though I love Inception, 
I think there's a part of me that for oh no, not Inception, King's Speech, sorry. Even though I loved King's Speech, Social Network should have won Best Picture without a doubt. 2010 and is the best year of film. I'll argue that. I think that oh, yeah. they should have both won best actor, like Colin Firth and Jeffrey Rush, um, for mm. the best picture. Yeah. The, the reason yeah. it didn't and win is because it's just the topic. Like it's just Facebook. Like people yeah. just don't see that as like valuable but, enough. But Jared, Social Network isn't about Facebook. It's about true friendship and the mm. heartbreak. And it's just oh, and it's Justin Timberlake's best film as well. You know what the like though? It's between the, the king, I think, the king of the world, and the king think, of fa- the internet. And I think Social Network is a pure masterclass in how to do true stories with like false information and false plots and stuff like that like stuff that never happened like because a lot of what's in that film is not true like the whole basis of it is like the court and everything like that like yeah that's oh, yeah true, it's told all fake and yeah but, and but it's like it's almost told like it's like a facebook group chat kind of drama kind of thing and that's what i love about it and it's pure film it's like these two are really great friends and basically at the end you just fall out because of money yeah, no, that laptop scene is like one of the best kind of breakup scenes. I'm coming back <laughs> for everything. I love it when he says, you better lawyer up, ass. Or like, oh, so good. Really so good. Niles, again, random, never going to beat anything on the list. And if one of you have got this in your top two, then we're never being friends again. He's got train spotting two. Oh, Bane's Bottom 2 officially has more points than a lot of films on this list. <laughs> because it's got eight Great points films. now. Great films. Great films. <laughs> I mean, it was a good film, but good, good. Yeah. It wasn't even. It was very okay. I I forgot about it within you like know, five. I want to see his argument, and I love Trainspotting. I I bet it's just because he's like, oh, I love Trainspotting, so I thought I might as well put number two in there. Which <laughs> is argument. Yeah. Not seen it in like since it's coming out of the cinema. Like I said, but, they could have they could have remade. No, not remade. They just could have like put Trainspotting back in cinemas for a limited time only, like the original. And I would have been like, oh, I'm putting it in my top 10 because it was released this year, wasn't it? This decade. Because it is a good film. So, right. It's a good it film. Just missed, but... It just missed the mark. Like... Oh, yeah. We are going doubt. into the top two. And if anybody's <sighs> not got a film that's on here yet, I've got one that's um, not on the list. I've got one oh. that's not on the list. I hope I it's think the same mine again, might have been said, but quite I hope down. it's the same again, Kieran. <laughs> Let's get the double points on this. <laughs> Okay, number two. What misses top spot, Aaron? <laughs> it's not. Uh, so, my number two is already mentioned, and it's my favourite film by Mr. Anderson. It's The Brotherhood of Best Hotel. Ooh. Um, I, will, I will say as well, because it is literally number 11 on my list. If you look at my list, it goes Inception, then Grand Budapest, then Drive. <laughs> it's 11 and 12. Wow, so close. So close, but, but no yeah, um, <laughs> it's like all this cast that's in um, Grand Budapest. Like, it, how many actors is, is in Grand Budapest? I mean, oh, oh hundreds. Like wow. the, the poster is just the names, isn't it? And the photo, like the photos. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I mean, I, I I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. I love Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, I think they were both the same decade as well. But Grand Budapest, like, I think 
it's his magnum opus. I think it, that, it, that'll be... It's got more points strong. in train spotting now, so we're happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want him to do well. It's just the story's kind of just fade away, but Grand Prix of Past, it doesn't fade away. It's an interesting story. Yeah. And this one now, this is what Niall said is number three. It's Get Out. Get Out. I went into that. I watched it about five times. At the yeah, cinema. I knew. The film is incredible. I, that was the film that I was like, this should win Best Picture. I hope it won Best Picture. I'm glad it won Original Screenplay because that film was incredible. I and I could watch it so picture. many times. I could watch it over and over again. Yeah, they abducting black folk, brainwashing them, turning into <laughs> sex ladies and shit. Sorry about the shit. I don't I know. Love I just, He's <laughs> like my favourite character in it. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't like the end of it. Why? How What's the alternate ending then on the Blu-ray? Where wish, he gets arrested instead. I just wish it was more grounded. It was more grounded. Like it once, like the scene where they're both lying down and like the swapping brains. That that was the bit where I was like, "Whoa!" They start like jump like at that like, point. I just wish that wasn't there. It has got one of my favorite scenes. I talk about this every time I talk about the film. One of my favorite scenes of like anything. And the best portrayal of any character is Alison Williams when she's just sat on the bed. She's got a, a glass of milk oh, yeah. and a bowl of Fruit Loops yeah, yeah. whilst Googling mm. black men. And she just bites half of a Fruit Loop and drinks some milk out of a straw. And I think that's one of the best scenes and portrayal of a character. Mm. Of not yeah, just a decade yeah, yeah. of like yeah. Anna. Like, I love that scene. Mm. Jared, number two. See, this, this is what I mean. Can I just say about Get Out? Yeah. Because... This is what I mean with the hype. You'd hyped it up. Everyone I knew liked it. And then I watched it myself and I just didn't get it. And I, I really, I yeah, did go into I'm, it thinking, I'm like, you. I'm going to love this film. Because, but then it's just, it was a horror. That's like, what I did with Us, though. Yeah, and Us was awful. Mm. Oh, I was I like, oh my God, Us is going to be amazing. And I watched the trailer and was like, well, I know what happened. I guess as soon as I, yeah. I, like, I knew what happened, because I'm like, but it's in the trailer and that bit hasn't happened yet, so surely it's going to happen. Oh, wait. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I guess the ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's why I hate trailers, especially when they, like, hook on, like, a plot twist or, like, a thrill or anything like that. It's because you watch the film and you're like, okay, which parts from the trailer haven't happened yet? What does this mean from, like, what yeah. I've learned? And that's why trailers can sometimes be the shittest thing. And it's good to mm. study in a film degree as well, so which it's, means you have to study film. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Jamie, did, was, did I show you the trailer for Batman Beginnings? Batman, yeah, 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 yeah. I think Batman you said Begins, it, Batman Begins. Like just him and Rachel. Yeah, it's so weird. That it's trailer. like a, it's like, it's a, like, a um, like him and Rachel, a lifetime like together. movie. <laughs> it's like a lifetime yeah, movie. Yeah, so true. <laughs> Go on, Jared. Number two, what misses out? Number the top two spot? already been said. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, flying in! Love it, just absolutely love it. Just imagery. It is weird because it's like I probably say it's like a weak plot, but it doesn't matter. Like it's just you can just have action sometimes, and it just works. Like the flow of the film, the way he like slowed things down and sped things up. Like yeah, he just he knows, doesn't he? He just knows. (laughs) one thing i hated was when people criticized it for being like oh well if i'm watching a film about mad max i want mad max and it's like yeah did you not see the guy with the like guitar on flames and shit like did you not see the best mad max film 
I think it oh, yeah, took like years to make that film as well. I think we were filming it for like literally years. Yeah, I think it was and like you can see in it as well. And they tried to do it in Australia or something, and they had to move yeah. to Africa or something. Kieran, what missed out on top spot? Um, oh, Jamie, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it so much. It's Moonlight. <laughs> That's that. That is fine. I'm surprised that didn't. Nobody win. said Moonlight, have they? Not only is the colour in it probably one of the best use of colour I have seen and the way it transitions through each three of the plots and the story and it was just so well done and I remember watching it and I went. I went all the way to Manchester to watch it because I don't. I don't know what it was about it. I just really wanted to watch. No, I think I was going going there with my ex, and we were staying at a Premier Inn in Manchester. And we were like, "Oh, what film should we go and see?" Oh, I was going to see Moonlight, and then we watched Moonlight, and I was just in awe of it, seeing it in like. <laughs> and then as soon as I saw that, I dumped her found a black guy and tried to get with him. <laughs> but no, it's just, I I just love the film so much. And I don't care what Jamie says. I don't care if Jamie hates it. Back to the Future is shit. And Whoa. I'll say that, yes. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that was I, heard, I, could, I could still hear it. All I heard was, yeah, and I dumped my girlfriend for a black guy. <laughs> yeah, <was> <laughs> but no, Moonlight is just, I was in awe throughout the whole thing totally unique unlike any other film I've ever seen and for that reason I probably gotta give it at least number two it's it was I was thinking about putting it number one but I was like it can't nothing can beat this number the number one film I hope we're on the same wavelength here Kevin your number you're looking up number one isn't like high school musical three or something like that (laughs) 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 is that even 2010s I went to cinema to watch it. Yeah. I know that. I bet it's too yeah. Aaron's, Aaron's, um, Niles, number two. Sicario. Oh, which one? Danny Villeneuve. Number one, one, I believe. He didn't yeah. put number two. And because then he put Trains Lines. Uh, but Sicario was his second best film of the decade. Wow, that is a good so, film. But, mm. like, number this is two. it. Jesus. Your big, this your big, the best Dennis Villeneuve film. <laughs> your big ten points are here now. What are you giving the big 10, Aaron? Uh, so I'm going to go for a Disney remake and I'm going to go for Aladdin with Will Smith. Wow, I did not see that coming. I'm joking, it's not really Aladdin. I actually wrote Aladdin then, I was like, what? <laughs> Kieran, Kieran, Kieran was trying to be serious and going, okay, yeah, all right. I, who the fuck I, is this guy? played us. I think we all got played there because he's been so serious for out and it's like, yeah. oh, you've done your oh, Aladdin. Wow. Kieran's oh, face. Like, what are is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you mad? No, it was actually Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> no, I'm going to go for uh, number one, my favourite film, probably one of the favourite films of all time, Interstellar. Um, it's my favourite Nolan film. Um, I think like McConaughey was stuck. McConaughey was stuck in like rom coms for like years. Like he started out with like serious films and then he did rom coms for ages and then all right, all right. came. Um Dallas Bios Club came and Interstellar and those three things he did was just topped off with Interstellar perfectly. Just a perfect cast. And I just think it was like the perfect film. I even really loved the end. 
Mm. I've watched it. I think it's rewatched this decade as well. Like I love, I just love it. If there's one thing I did like about the ending, it's I love, and I think this should be advocated more. Original films that don't have sequels, but they set up their endings like there's going to be a sequel kind of thing. Like, because yeah. Incel, there was a whole. Like, Robin in the Dark Knight Rises is like, yeah, like that as well. When they like teased it and Joseph Gordon was it. The only thing about Interstellar though is um, each time I watch it, I notice it is that he doesn't care about his son. He literally he's all yeah. all <laughs> like, he's all, like he literally does not care about his son. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I love it. Here we go. I think the only problem with it was not the film, not, not often to do with the film itself, but I think it's the timing. I think like Gravity had come out, The Martian was coming out like a lot of films were coming out in space things and it kind of th- I think it got kind of like lost in like the yeah oh that's another thing within Interstellar as well like how when I when I, I remember seeing it I'm sure I saw like uh, on day one and just that scene with like uh, Matt Damon just coming out of nowhere and being like why yeah, how yeah. is Matt Damon like in this film because he, he wasn't <laughs> even on the uh, actors list they hid him oh no yeah. no so it was just I mean he does that though, he randomly he's turned up in like Euro Trip and then he randomly turned up in, he was in, not Guardians, was Guardians it in, no. was it in, yeah, wasn't he in like Infinity War, Endgame? Uh, Thor. Oh, Thor, oh, no, Thor he's, yeah, he played yeah, he was in one, Thor, of the, uh, one of the hillbillies. He's been playing Thor, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so he just like, said, no, no, he was in Thor, Ragnarok, but I'm pretty sure he was also in like, you are another right, one another where he's like film. a hillbilly, he was just like randomly yes. one of the hillbillies oh, when, oh, when, oh, when Thanos oh, arrived. Ben no, he was in. He's, he's, he plays. No, he plays. He plays Loki in Thor Ragnarok, obviously. Yeah. In like the little play yeah. when he gets back. No, to no, no. The... He um. But it's him and no, Alan I know Tudyk. What you mean Hill... I know what you mean by the hillbilly one, but it's not in a Marvel film. I don't think. I think it is, is it not? It's him and Alan is Tudyk. It? And I want to yeah, say. Let it's... me just have a quick look. No, it's yeah, Deadpool two. It's Deadpool two. Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. I just think it, I know yeah. it's a Marvel film. It's when somebody travelled back. It's because Josh Brolin also travelled back in that film yeah. as well. And it was Josh Deadpool Brolin, too. so it's lying. <laughs> right, this I is it. I feel like that, that could be another list that we could do, like actors of the decade like, and actresses of the decade. I feel like that would yeah. be a good list. Well, we already know mm. yours is Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kind of hey, Saoirse <laughs> Right, this is it. This is the best film of the decade by far. Hopefully, oh, Kieran, yeah, we're on the same wavelength here. It's got the oh. best ending. It's got the best soundtrack by the best director. It's Whiplash. Whiplash is incredible. It's about a drummer. It's about a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> it, it gave us Damien Giselle. Granted, Jamie. Yeah. You will be surprised. No, that's not my number one. <laughs> well, obviously, I knew it wouldn't. You don't like good films. Anyway. <laughs> Whiplash is great. I like Whiplash, but just not in my top ten. Whiplash is one of my favourite films of all know. time. The ending to that film when he's doing Caravan is incredible. Yeah. I will give you that. That, that Best scene ending. is my yeah. favourite ending of the decade. I'd say he's the second best director to come out of the decade. Yeah. I mean, First Man was awful, but yeah. I no, know, First Man was good. I like First Man. Um, you compare it to La La Land and Whiplash, it's nothing. This is, this is yeah. too many Don't compare films. it to Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> like, the ending yeah. bit. I'm, I'm going to say that with Aaron. On the moon. Wow. With Aaron there, that J.K. Simmons in Whiplash was incredible. And then he did La La Land as well. Yeah. 
and like J.K. Simmons in Whiplash was considering he's only really been a bit part actor. He's done like J.J. Jameson in Spider Man. That's what he'll always be known as. But him as Terence in that film is incredible, and he won the Oscar deservedly so. Have, mm. I know you will have seen it, Jeremy. But has anyone else seen the um, the like? Basically, it's like a scene from Whiplash that he oh, had to the film. original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in it as well, isn't yeah. it? It's well good. Yeah, it's the um, it's the kid from uh, Scott Pilgrim. What? Oh, oh yeah, is that the um, short film that was like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like literally like you look at it compared to the actual shot, and, mm. and it's like he knew what he was going to make when he made it. Mm. Speaking of Scott that Pilgrim, that be... was also my um, shortlist of just outside the top ten. Scott Pilgrim is amazing as well. That's okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not on. Jeez. Whiplash would be my favourite film of all time if it wasn't about a drummer. <laughs> if it was about a guitarist. If it was about a proper instrument. Like, if it was about but... a painter. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah. I just wanted to give a quick honourable man- mention for one. I've just looked at my notes uh, that missed out. Um, nice guy. Nice yeah, guy's good one, actually. Nice guy's a good one. Like, just a rare find of the film of like, it's just like a classic 80s film that's not been made for the last 30 years. Uh, nice. That sort of type of film. Nice guys is one of those films that I feel like not everyone loves it, but you don't find anyone that will hate that film or dislike mm-hmm. that film. Everyone just seems to like think it's like at least it's good. At least I like, think mm-hmm. it's like a good time. So give it that. It's a really good film. Jared. Good time as well. Give it a shout for that. Good time. Good time. Yeah, good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> number one, Jared. What gets you 10 points, Jared? Also, what's Yes. What a G of a film that is. Yeah. Like, it's not often a film can be three hours long and... I didn't realise I'd watched three hours long film. Yeah. It's not like when you tried to watch The Irishman, you had to stop halfway through and then try and watch it again after. Bloody hell, I started watching it another day. It was that long. <laughs> started in one day watching, and it was the next day. I'm still watching it. I started in November and I'm watching it until now. <laughs> See, I, I've seen the things online. If you watch it like a... Um, a TV like show. A show. Yeah. Put it after like 40 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like, it tells you when to pause it to like make it look like a TV show. Yeah, br- brilliant film, Wolf Wall Street. I think everybody knows it's a good film. Just, yeah. yeah. It's it, it, just so fun just watching him ruin his life, but also <laughs> make his life. <laughs> and Kieran. Uh, Something that no one said, probably. No, no, no. It's It's been on... It's everyone's mentioned it. Everyone has it's mentioned it. Looper. No, it's Inception. <laughs> Inception. Oh. It is okay. the film that Pinnacle. if Lord of the Ring, if Lord of the Rings got me into films, Inception was the film to get me into filmmaking, because everyone said all these good things about it. So, but like one thing that really drew me to it was the whole essence of the behind the scenes and the mystery and the whole like thing with the tops and how you had to really dissect the film to understand it. And it brought me into that new realm of storytelling that I hadn't really unlocked when I was like, like 12 when I watched it. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't realize it could be this in depth. So I've been loving it ever since. I probably watched it like so much and tried to understand it. It's one of those, one of those films, it's probably the only film which I've watched repeatedly just because I enjoy trying to understand it more. 
and I enjoy watching it and it's never let me down ever. This is why Nolan is the best director. Just the way he yeah. does films like and Oh sorry, carry on. Sorry. No, it's just like um like it's just a shame it's like the the last decade before, but Memento, what a film that is. Yeah. But the score in Inception, pure G I feel like scores um are kind of overlooked especially in films but especially in the social network i didn't mention it in that and like Fair moonlight movie. and inception you'll you'll realize that probably the films that you love without scores are probably are meaningless sometimes like because the scores make it especially in blade runner 2049 one of the, the best reason scores dominates um, oh, without a doubt i um i went to see hans zimmer a couple of years ago and um the like obviously he's got like some of the best music on film he's done like uh he did pirates of the caribbean there gladiator and then um the encore i always just went like black it was at the arena and um it, it just the inception noise just kept playing that like blah blah and it was played for like 10 minutes and then like it, it came back on and then like he was he was there with like johnny Marr as well and they just did the inception score i think they played time first from there and it was just one of the best experiences ever. <laughs> like just because like the screen was there just playing a little bit from inception it was just amazing um, um, but yeah i think yeah, i think it's probably like one of the best soundtracks of the i feel bad for putting it so low like when i say low it's fifth on my list but i feel like it's just yeah <laughs> so like, I think yeah I'm... inception you've talked about um, influence in a decade no yeah. up there. Hands him up there. It's Leonardo DiCaprio up there. Like it's mm. literally Inception's got everyone. I think he's my favourite Tom Hardy film thinking about it. Like um yeah. he's underrated in it. He's really underrated in it. You mm. don't even remember he's in it really. Mm. Oh like yeah, but he's got like one of the best lines, it's like um oh, don't Joseph be Levin. afraid. Yeah, got just got the Ellen Page, uh Ken Watanabe. Dream a little bigger, darling. Yeah, and he comes out of grenade. <laughs> really I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Um, you had Inception on your list, didn't you? I did, I had it number Yeah, I accidentally put it under Nail by accident, so I was making sure. That's it fine. So I have the top five. What wait, what's Nile? What's Nile? Oh yeah, sorry, Niles is the big short. Really yeah, good film. film. I knew really he was going to yeah. put that at number one. I was thinking, like, it didn't make it. Obviously, it's not even mentioned it. So, it the, is a good film, though. So, what made it? There's some films that obviously got 10 points, but obviously didn't make it through. The highest points that didn't make it through was 11. Gone Girl just misses out in sixth place. Ooh, Ooh. And there was quite out. a few on 10 points. You had Blade Runner 2049, Grand Budapest, Fury Road. But that missed out on the yeah. top five. Oh my god. Whiplash. Big short, obviously, because if you give 10 points, that's what happens. Um, so, yeah, Gone Girl, only two of us had it in, didn't we? Um, I had Aaron. it. Yeah. I missed out on it, yeah. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're poor put it on your memorable mentions, but you missed it out. So, in fifth so place... Tell us it in order, uh, and then we'll decide, yeah. Yeah. So, I'll give you in points order, and then we'll decide. So, in fifth place, with 15 points altogether... It was Niall's number six and Aaron's number one. It's Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Next up was La La Land. 
Not La La Land, sorry. I put La La Land by accident. Moonlight. I was sorry, it was moonlight. it was social net it was social <laughs> network. <laughs> <sorry. Oscars. laughs> this is why you should have picked it, Aaron. It would have pissed him off so much. Oh, literally, literally, literally if you put if you put moonlight, if you put moonlight where you put La La Land, it would have been free. You, You'd have been like then, like, oh, it's La La Land. Oh, no, it's not. It's actually Moonlight. And that would have been the perfect moment. <laughs> it's happened again. History oh, so that yeah, was, uh, what was that one? Sorry. It's Social Network. Me and Kieran both had it a third. It gets 16 points. Um, then it's Get Out. I had it as Ooh. number two. Niall had it as fourth. In second place, just missing out on top spot. It was on three people's lists. It's Inception. Kieran's number one film, my number 10 film, Jared's number five film. And then top of the list, it was on three lists again, but just higher ranking. It was Jared's number one film, my number oh. five film, and Kieran's number eight film. It got 19 points altogether. It's Wolf of Wall Street. Gets the most points. Wow. Right. You know what? Are we going to so do we've a got Wolf of Wall Street. Inception, Get Out, Social Network, and Interstellar. Which, to be fair, I am happy because four of those films are on my list. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, well, we're going to argue. I, I, like I haven't, I haven't seen Interstellar, so I can't talk about that. So I can't put so, it as my top film. So. What we pick? We're going to pick a, a top one then. The best yeah. one. Are we doing the top three then, or we can do? Yeah. I mean, Interstellar for me um, has to be knocked out because I've never yeah. seen it. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon number one straight off, um, even though it wasn't on my list, would be Inception. I I just can't get Wolf of Wall Street me because it's just, um, just don't like the main character where you just they're just you have a to horrible hate him. person. Yeah, yeah he's mm-hmm. a, he's a horrible person. Like um, I had the same thing with like the Joker sort of thing as well. And it's just I just can't relate to that. Um, but um, Inception, I mean. Was it the first? Oh no, I was going to say outside of the Dark Knight films. But probably second best Nolan film for me, Interstellar being number one. But yeah, second or third. Can I just ask, where did Mad Max go? I feel like a lot of yeah. people. Mad Max, How's only Jared and Kieran it? had it on their list. Oh, right. Jared had it as second, Kieran had it as tenth. Would, uh, they got ten points. Would Parasite been out on anyone's list if it was allowed? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would have got enough points. To it would Oh my god! I'm surprised Snowpiercer. I Snowpiercer would have been on my top twenty. I, I Snowpiercer was actually. I was proper thinking about. It, I was like, ah, it's too niche. So literally, some of the films <laughs> that missed out on mine, I had Grand Budapest Drive, Scott Pilgrim, Nicene. There's other films in there which I thought deserved to mention, like Night, like Nightcrawler. That's a great film. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Yeah. Nightcrawler. I knew that. I thought that was going to come on Now's list. Creed, yeah. best boxing film. Ooh, yeah. uh, and then, like I said, Lola Lamb no, was on there. No, The Fighter. The Fighter is the best Fighter boxing film. was on one of my honourables. Was that on Thingy? Was that, it was 2010, wasn't it? Oh, God knows. Yeah, 2010. And then um, I wanted to give mention from last year, Booksmart, because that was amazing. I, and then, and then, I, I watched it on your recommendation and really liked it. it was and, then, yeah, and then one of my favourite surprise films of the of the decade, Upgrade. I think Upgrade's incredible. Yeah, the director... Tom Hardy's Upgrade. I, <laughs> I didn't realise this, but when I watched Upgrade, it's the director of the guy who played in Saw. He, the guy who played in yeah. Saw. Yeah, he wrote it. Lee yeah, Wano. he directed it. 
Yeah, yeah he, 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 he directed Invisible Woman as well. Yeah, and I was like, what the? He's fuck? a great. Like <laughs> both of those films have been really, really good. And yeah. obviously, he he's wrote a talent. Yeah, like he's going to be a good. He's going to be like I think he's going to write his magnum opus in the 2020s. I think we all forgot the best film, uh, District Nine. Oh my god, District Nine! Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't that good. It was really good. <laughs> I so, know. I like District Nine. District the six. top three. What are we saying? So, I say get rid of Interstellar. If, if, we have to, if, if, if we have to go off, obviously the most there was only two films that made three people's lists. I I, I would happily jump and that was into, Interception. Inception. Uh, not Inception. I would jump Inception ahead of Wolf of Wall Street, even though I voted Wolf of Wall Street number one. I'm not going to be hurt saying Inception's number one. Yeah. I would, I would, like, to be fair, I don't think... It, I'm just being like biased here because Get Out and Interstellar didn't enter my top tens. But in terms of the number one spot, I really wouldn't mind out of Social Network, Wolf of Wall Street, or Inception. I think any three of them, even Get Out maybe, but all th- especially those three... I'm, think, I'm especially in Kieran's camp here. Them yeah. three, the three that I'd be like top three there. Yeah, get like, out of Inception, Wolf. I'm inside fucking Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> the, <laughs> nah. the, nah, the thing with Wolf of Wall Street as well is like, if you think of the decade, like defining, like I think Scorsese, he he defines like the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Like I know he's done a lot um, of films like even now, but, but I think Nolan is just like what he's done, like from like yeah. The Dark Knight up till like now is unreal. I mean, Memento is yeah. Memento's class, but going into the blockbuster films, like even like, um, Tenant like coming out, like you can just know it's going to be amazing because, like, yeah. I don't think he's ever done like a film that's like below a nine out of ten. What, like, what even this is what we're saying film, though, like, because you're saying insomnia, you, you like, still you like you didn't like Wolf of Wall Street, but I'm saying out of all four of us. And probably even out there as well. I don't think anybody disliked Inception, so I think on that merit. Inception has to be the film of the decade. I would say that's the winner. Yeah. yeah. Inception is the film. How of many the points decade. was in it between Wolf Wall Street and Inception? Yeah. Like one, Inception got seventeen points. Wolf of Wall Street got nineteen. I, I was shocked by that. I honestly thought like I didn't because when I put stuff on my list, I did Wolf Wall Street wasn't the films I put on my list thinking that it would be the number one out of all of us in terms of votes. Well, Jared, Ooh. Jared's big number one pick, weren't it? If yeah. Jared only put it as like fifth, it would have only got like fourteen points. I would just still really be in like contention, but yeah, um, like I said, Social Network and Get Out got sixteen points just based off. Um, me and Niall got quite high for Get Out in the top four, and then Social Network, me and you had it as three each. So mm. sixteen points. I would points, happily give Social Network three, drop Get Out fifth. So Ooh, this- to so Interstellar's four. To be fair, that'll be mine. I think in my personal it goes get out Interstellar, um Social Wolf Network. of Wall Street, Social Network. It might if you if it was just me out of those yeah. five, it would be get out Interstellar, Wolf of Wall Street, Social Network, Inception. But that's just me. Yeah, we have to agree that but, Inception is the film of the decade. But, yeah. Well, do you think Aaron, are you happy to you happy with that? I'm <laughs> um, happy with Deception, yeah, yeah. I'll go for that straight off, yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah. I can't argue with it. It, it. I don't 
I think it was close to my list, but like I say, when I started the list, I didn't want too many films by the same like directors and things like that. So uh, yeah. yeah, I just missed out to in this. So, to be yeah. fair, Inception and Interstellar are both in there, and mm. that's that's both mm. Nolan. Close so does that have to mean he is the director of the decade? <laughs> <laughs> Two top I mean, five yeah. films. In the, while it's in the cinema right now, Jamie, you should go watch Interstellar. I am going to. I want. I need to see it at the cinema, and it's going back to the. Oh yeah, you do. On Saturday, Tenet is coming out in it. Yeah, because cinemas reopen on Saturday. Tenet's out next week, and Inception's in the cinema, and I'm pretty sure Interstellar's in the cinema as well. Is it going to be? Well, the thing is, I want to see. Is Interstellar going to be in IMAX? I think you can see it in IMAX. I was going to go. I think it's on Thursdays in Trafford Centre. Do you have to wear a face mask? Is that correct? Mm, no, no idea. Because I, sure. yeah, you, you'll, so, you'll uh, have to. But I think I, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure you have to. Something. I'm not. I might, I might try and book a Manchester day where I can go and see Interstellar and Tenant both in IMAX oh, yeah. on the same day. Because no, be that'll be amazing. But how, how long will it last with Nolan like this though? Because is there a chance of Tenant being back? I think. No, I, I think. No, I think even if it's I bad, have, everyone just could be like, "Yeah, it's great." <laughs> I think yeah. I have complete yeah, sure. it's good. comfort. I have complete comfort in him making a great film visually. Like I have great comfort in him. I know that's going to look beautiful. It's going to be stunning. I know that. It's the writing side of it which I sometimes get a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. It's like in the same way of Aaron Sorkin, but flipped. Like Aaron Sorkin mm-hmm. with Molly's Game. I had no doubt the script was going to be 10 out of 10 or 9 out of 10. It was going to be up there. But it was just the directing part that I was like, mm, he's not, is he going to be there? Because not going to lie, Molly's game, in terms of directing, it was pretty lackluster. Mm. But with Christopher Nolan, I think mm. Jonathan Nolan was a better writer than well, Christopher. Westworld is I think, incredible. Does he, still write, does he yeah. still write with him? Uh, he does no. Westworld. No, we don't Nolan Westworld. Yeah, no, uh, and well, Westworld's kind of gone downhill now, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I, I'm still on the Shaolin episode. I haven't even watched past there yet. So yeah, I can't, I can't, season three I can't is like season two. That's the only thing. Season it was, one. It was, a, it was a one good season. That's it. Yeah. Mm. It's so. I, I, oh, sorry, Karen. Well, I was just gonna kind of say something else, but you can go first because mine's kind of a wrap up thing. No, no. I was, I was just gonna say I hate to be like that guy like there are great women writers out there but when Westworld got Lisa Joy on it started going to a little bit to shit <laughs> are, are they partners is that correct yeah it's yeah just yeah because now it's like Jonathan I don't think Jonathan Nolan has much creative liberty with it anymore I think it's just really mostly Lisa Joy now which sucks because it kind of like it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel... I understand that it needs to get out of Westworld, but it's just lost the whole Westworld yeah. kind of entity. Yeah, I think I it. think when when both the Nolan t- are working together, that's when you get a good shit. Oh, fuck yeah. Dark Knight trilogy was purely them, so... My yes. last uh, shout-out that I forgot to mention, Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, Spider-Verse. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing you remember from the film, for me anyway. <laughs> Not bad, kid. <laughs>